Prophecy Club. We are going to talk about environmentalism in Bible prophecy. I have been wanting to do this program for a long time. It makes me sick to see all of these people talking about environmentalism, and it's all to try to deceive people. So let me try to explain to you. Environmentalism in Bible prophecy. Environmentalism actually says that there are too many fossil fuels being burned or used by too many people. So the conclusion of that is there's too many people on the earth. Oh, Stan, really? Well, the Georgia Guidestones say that the elite's goal is to reduce the population down to 500 million. That is killing 11 out of every 12 people on earth. Their solution to environmentalism or the earth difficult problems is to reduce populations. That's, that's right. You're the problem. All these people. We got to get rid of you. The Georgia Guidestones are a granite monument erected in 1980 in Albert County, Georgia. A set of 10 guidelines are inscribed in eight different languages. In other words, these are the secular or the devil's 10 commandments. Yes, there are actually 10 of them. And they prove what I'm saying. These are their goals. One, maintain humanity under 500 million in perpetual balance with nature. Well, what do you mean perpetual balance with nature? Look, they're just trying to word it so it sounds good. What they want to do is kill 11 out of 12 people. Now, that's the devil. Guide reproduction wisely. <laughs> Improving fitness and diversity. What they're trying to say is we need you to agree with us into human sacrifice, and that includes babies or people of any age. They want to kill people. Three, unite humanity with a living new language. They want to get rid of all languages and go back to their language. Rule passion, faith, tradition, in all things with tempered reason. In other words, compromise. There is no black. There is no white. There is no right. There is no wrong. It's just whatever you want to do. Again, that's the devil's creed. Do as thou wilt. Protect people and nations with fair laws and just courts. Oh, that sounds good, but then we go to the next one. Let all nations rule internally, resolving external disputes in a world court. Okay, what's that? That's talking about we want to control you, world government. Avoid petty laws and useless officials. In other words, do away with all of these lower people. We are going to put one person in charge of the whole world, and everybody's going to do what that one person, never mind it's the Antichrist, is telling them to do. Balance personal rights with social duties. In other words, you're not important. It's what the world ruler says is what needs to happen. That's what everybody has to do. Prize truth, beauty, love, Seeking harmony with the infinite. Oh, doesn't that sound good? Well, the only way you do that is get rid of all these people. Be not a cancer on the earth. Leave room for nature. Leave room for nature. <laughs> uh, what they're really trying to do is kill you. Do you think that the devil knows the Bible? Or specifically, Bible prophecy? I'll assure you he does. Matter of fact, he probably knows the Bible better than any flesh or beating heart on the planet alive today. And when he was tempting Jesus, he quoted three scriptures in each of the temptations, and Jesus beat him back 
by quoting scripture. For example, Matthew 4, 6, And saith unto him, If thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down, for it is written, He shall give his angels charge concerning thee, and in their hands they shall bear thee up, lest at any time thou dash thy foot against a stone. Jesus said unto him, It is written again, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. So, do you think the devil knows that there is coming the last days and there's coming earthquakes and wars? and that? Well, Matthew 24 says it. Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. And you shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you be not troubled. For all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation shall rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be famines, pestilences, earthquakes, and divers places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. It's saying all of these troubles are coming upon the earth, not because of environmentalism, not because there's too many people, not because we're using too much crude oil, or by the way, it's incorrect to call it fossil fuels. <laughs> what is fossil fuel is coal oil. What we are putting in our cars and what is running society today is crude oil, and it does not come from fossils. That's a conversation for another day. Matthew twenty-seven fifty-four says, Now when the centurion... And they that were with him watching Jesus saw the earthquake and those things that were done. They feared greatly, saying, truly, this was the Son of God. Earthquakes are often signs of God for this moment. In this case, this was the centurion recognizing that Jesus that had just been crucified truly was the Son of God. And what was the exclamation mark? What was the finger of God in the moment? That was saying, this is my son. Why, it was an earthquake. You go to another example, Matthew 28, 8. And behold, there was a great earthquake. For the angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat upon it. So when Jesus arose from the dead, there was an earthquake. So there was an earthquake when the centurion recognized that this was the Son of God, there was an earthquake when the angel rolled back the stone, and there is more. Revelation 6.12 And I beheld when he opened the sixth seal, now this is very near the end, lo, there was a great earthquake, and the sun became black as sackcloth of hair, and the moon became as blood. The sixth seal, in my opinion, happens about 72 hours before Jesus returns. And it's signaled, why it's signaled, with an earthquake. Earthquakes also start off the seven trumpets. Revelation 8, 5. And the angel took the censer and filled with fire of the altar and cast it into the earth. And there were voices and thunderings, lightnings, and, that's right, an earthquake. So an earthquake also starts the seven trumpets. Now, you remember the audible voice told me the seven seals play over seven years. The seven trumpets play over seven months. And the seven vials play over seven days. So that we know that the thing that is symbolizing or recognizing or saying to us that the start of the trumpets means you got seven months until Jesus returns. And it is signified with an earthquake. The two witnesses are resurrected and taken to heaven. And guess what God does? 
he sent an earthquake. Here it is, Revelation 11, 11. And after three days and a half, the spirit of life from God entered into them. That's the two witnesses. They stood upon their feet, and great fear fell upon them which saw them. And they heard a great voice from heaven saying to them, Come up hither. And they ascended up to heaven in a cloud, and their enemies beheld them. And the same hour, here it is, was there a great earthquake. And a tenth part of the city fell. And in the earthquake were slain of men seven thousand, and the remnant, which, by the way, it's not good to be a part of the remnant. The remnant are the people that did not leave when they saw the Ark of the Covenant set on, called the Abomination of Desolation. They did not leave as Jesus commanded them. Instead, they stayed behind. The remnant were frightened and gave glory to the God of heaven. These are the people that did not leave when they saw the Ark of the Covenant set on as they were told to do. Consequently, they're called a remnant. The seventh trumpet, Revelation 19, the temple of God was opened in heaven and there was seen in his temple the ark of his testament and there were lightnings, voices, thunderings and an earthquake and great hail. So the start of the trumpets is noted with an earthquake. The two witnesses arise from the dead at an earthquake and the final or the seventh trumpet is noted by an earthquake. There's more. Revelation sixteen seventeen, And the seventh angel poured out his vial into the air. So it's the seventh trumpet. It's also the seventh vial. Now remember, seven seals play over seven years. Seven trumpets play over seven months. Seven, seven vials play over seven days. So the seventh seal, trumpet, and vial all happen on about or around the same day. This is signifying the seventh Vile. So we know that this is absolutely positively the day that Jesus returns, the seventh vial. It's also the seventh trumpet. This is the day Jesus is returning. And it's signaled with, guess what? It's going to say an earthquake. And the seventh angel poured out his vial into the air. And there came a great voice out of the temple of heaven from the throne saying, It is done. What is it? <laughs> well, sin, time. It's all over at that point. And there were voices, thunderings, lightnings, and here it is again. There was a great earthquake. Only this earthquake, listen to what it says about it. Such as was not since men were upon the earth so mighty an earthquake and so great. So this is the greatest earthquake in all of human history. What is happening? Well, this is when every mountain falls, every valley is filled in, the rough places are made smooth, the crooked places are made straight. Why? Because this is trumpets. This is the second and final time that Jesus returns. This is when he burns up the tears. And this is when we get our glorified bodies and all of our mantles, our crowns, our rewards, everything on this day. And this is the day that he begins to destroy the old heaven and the old earth. This is the day that he arises to shake the earth terribly. He has 10 days because 10 days later is atonement. And probably the earth is done being destroyed. The old earth and the old heaven are all destroyed over a 10-day period. Then upon atonement, that's the great white throne, five days later is the tabernacles, and that's when the new Jerusalem comes down heaven, out of heaven prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. Now let's go back to Revelation 16. I'll reread those last two verses. The seventh angel poured out his vial into the air. And there came a great voice out of the temple 
from heaven, from the throne. So this is the Father saying it. It is done. And there were voices, thunderings, lightnings, and there was a great earthquake, such as was not since men were upon the earth, so mighty an earthquake and so great. And the great city was divided into three parts. I think that's probably Jerusalem. And the cities of the nations fell. That means every high place falls. And the great Babylon, that's America, came in remembrance before God to give her the cup of the wine of the fierceness of his wrath. Every island fled away and the mountains were not found. In other words, the old heaven, the old earth is destroyed. That's the reason there's no more islands. There is no more sea. There is no more mountains. Everything in the the whole earth turns into a nice round smooth ball except... There is one and only one mountain on the earth, and that's the mountains of God, the mountain of God. And the new Jerusalem comes down and sets down on top of that mountain. Verse 21, And there fell upon men a great hail out of heaven, every stone about the weight of a talent. That's 75 to 100 pounds. And the men blasphemed God because of the plague of the hail, for the plague there was exceeding great. Now why would there be a great hailstorm at that moment, I'll tell you why. <laughs> because three days earlier, first of all, the fourth vial, the seven, the sun gets seven times hotter. Isaiah thirty, uh, verse twenty-six. Then the next day, the seat of the beast has turned into darkness. In other words, the sun literally loses its flame; it goes out black as sackcloth of hair. That's seventy-two hours later. So it takes seventy-two hours. Once the sun goes out for the earth to cool to the point to where all water in the atmosphere freezes and it turns to hail. So there's a great hailstone all around the globe, every place. All of the water in the atmosphere freezes and turns into hail. In my opinion, it's anywhere from three to seven foot deep hailstones, 75 to 100 pounds each, which is about the size between a basketball and a beach ball. Try to imagine three to seven foot deep hailstones all around the earth. Not many people are alive. Pretty much everybody that is alive is alive because now for quite a while they've been living underground. I'm going to show you that here in just a second. Now, again, we're still talking about environmentalism. See, the devil knows that this is coming. And so what's he doing? He's planning a deception. See, because if he didn't have a deception and people will see these things, you know what the, the Christians start saying? Look at man, this is a sign. This is a sign. Jesus is coming. This is the end of the world. You you better get saved. You better clean up your act. You better receive Jesus. That's what we'd be saying. And that's what we should be saying. And they should be believing. But of course, the devil's got a deception prepared. Oh, no, no. This is not the end of the world. This is because there's too many people on the earth. We got to kill all these people. We got to kill 11 other 12 people. We got to get rid of these people. Why, there's just too many people out there. The people are using up the natural resources. And that's the reason there's so many earthquakes. And that's the reason the sun is going out. It's all because there's too many people. It's a lie. Now let's go to Zechariah 14. Prove it even more. Behold, the day of the Lord cometh. What's the day of the Lord? It's less than 24 hours. It's one evening and a morning. Zechariah fourteen seventeen says, In the evening they are, and the morning they are not. In other words, the tares are all destroyed, and we get all of our rewards all in the same moment, at the seventh trump, the last trump, in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, 
all of the tares are burned up. The angels with the two sickles come and slash all of the grapes, and that's the reason the the wine press is trodden without the seating. The wine press comes up to the horse bridles by the space of a thousand six hundred furlongs, which is about two hundred sixteen miles. So anyway, Zechariah fourteen one. Behold, the day of the Lord cometh, and thy spoil shall be divided in the midst of thee. So this is talking about all of the nations that are coming down to attack little Jerusalem. This is all of the world army. This world army that is so powerful, it is they don't turn on each other. They have supernatural abilities. It's the greatest army in human history. Verse 2, for I will gather all nations against Jerusalem to battle. See, that's God's plan. See, he put it in their hearts to fulfill his will and agree and give their kingdom unto the beast until the words of God should be fulfilled. Meaning, God put in the hearts of all these evil international bankers, these evil people around the globe, that they should form a world government, that they should put the Antichrist, the beast, on the throne. That's what they think is their plan, but it's actually God's plan, and he's going to bring them down to the Valley of Jehoshaphat. That means judgment. He's going to bring them down to the Valley of Jezreel, and there in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, He's going to return and use the brandishing his sword, breath of his nostrils, the morning star, to burn them. They literally fall to the ground in a pile of ashes and bones. The Bible says that their eyes consume out of the socket. The tongue consumes out of the mouth. The flesh consumes off of the bones before the people can even hit the ground. I know that sounds like nuclear. (laughs) It's not nuclear. It's bigger, more powerful than that. It's the morning star of Jesus, the Christ, the Messiah. I will gather all nations against Jerusalem to battle, and the city shall be taken. The houses rifled, and the women ravished, and the half of the city shall go forth into captivity. Meaning... These international bankers, these international armies are successful to half of the city. Well, what's half of the city? I think that that is probably where the Ark of the Covenant is. Meaning, about half of Jerusalem will be sacked. But about halfway through, Jesus says, all right, that's it. That's enough. And all of a sudden, eternity splits time wide open. The heavens roll back like a scroll, and Jesus returns with us, those people that got invited to the marriage supper of the Lamb about four months earlier, return with him on white horses. We are clothed in fine linen, white and clean. We do not do anything. We observe him and the two angels, those are the only ones that fight, him and the two angels to destroy the tares, the two angels with the sickles slash the grapes. Let's go on. The city shall go forth into captivity, and the residue of the people shall not be cut off from the city. Then shall the Lord go forth and fight against those nations as when he fought in the day of battle. His feet shall stand upon the Mount of Olives. Oh, Mount of Olives. Well, you see, Revelation 14.1 says, And I looked, and lo, a lamb stood upon the Mount Sion. Well, Mount Sion is about a 30-minute walk from Mount of Olives. So this is proof that this is when Jesus returns on trumpets the second and final time. The next time he returns, just like Revelation 14.1 says, I looked and lo, a lamb stood upon the Mount Sion. So the first time he returns, the next time he returns, is when he resurrects 144,000 one-year-old. Look, all of this is in my book. 
<laughs> and it, I, there's no way I can begin to explain all of this if I had an hour, maybe even two or three hours. There's, and this is what the Lord told me. It's the reason I need to write a book. He said, some things cannot be learned audio or visual. Some things must be learned in written form. And this is so deep, I mean, I might say complicated to a certain degree. You just got to read it. You got to see it in text. That's the reason my book has these two charts in it, so that you can read, you can read the charts, you can say, oh, I see, I understand. 20,000 of these books sold almost, I don't even know of a complaint. <laughs> no one's written me and said, man, you got a hole in your head. This is, this is cracked. Almost everybody, and I ha probably everybody, but that sounds too arrogant to say everybody, absolutely loves the book. The people that are really well-informed Bible prophecy say, you know what? God really did show you something here, brother. Nobody has this information. Again, secret door to understand Bible prophecy, one for 20, but don't do that, five for 35, 10 for 60, at prophecyclub.com. And there's even a better deal. Go just just go to prophecyclub.com and, and it'll explain to you all about it. Okay, anyway, back to what we're studying here. And his feet shall stand upon the Mount of Olives, which is before Jerusalem on the east, and the Mount of Olives shall cleave in the midst thereof toward the east and toward the west, and there shall be a great valley, and half of the mountain shall move toward the north, and half towards the south, meaning it cracks east and west. But then it moves north and south, so it kind of does like a jigsaw thing, okay? And you shall flee into the valley of the mountains, for the valley of the mountains shall reach into Azel. That's on the south side. Yea, you shall flee like as you fled before the earthquake in the days of the king of Uzziah. And the Lord my God shall come and all the saints with thee. There you go. That's us. We've been at the marriage supper of the Lamb for the last four months. And now, and at this point, by the way, when we return, we do not have any of our rewards. We only, I'll show you two different scriptures. We at the marriage supper of the Lamb only get a marriage wedding garment. And to return on, he gives us a white horse. We do not get any mantles, any crowns, any rewards. The marriage supper of the Lamb is not about us. It is about the bridegroom, Jesus. He gets a, a vesture dipped in his own blood many crowns, and of course he also is given a horse to, to return on, and he changes from Lamb of God to the Lion of Tribe of Judah, from the Prince of the Kings of the Earth to the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. That is when he makes his change. That's when Daniel says he'll come before the Ancient of Days, and he is given dominion, glory, and a kingdom. And his dominion is an everlasting dominion, and his kingdom, that which shall not be destroyed. This is when it is fulfilled, that then was the clay, the iron, the brass, the silver, the gold, broken to pieces, became as the chaff of the summer threshing floor, and the wind carried them away, and there was found no place for them. This is when it is fulfilled, that the rock became a great mountain, and filled the whole earth. Filled the whole earth with what? With his glory. Because when the sun goes out, it never relights, and it literally, literally becomes the light of the world. Verse 9, For the Lord shall be king over all the earth, and in that day there shall be one Lord, and his name one, and the land shall be turned as a plain, in other words, nice and round and smooth, no mountains, no valleys, no sea, no rivers, nothing, okay, nice round smooth ball, a plain from Gibeah to Ramon, south of Jerusalem, and it shall be lifted up and inhabited in a place. 
from Benjamin Gate unto the first gate, unto the corner gate, unto the tower of Hanael, to king's winepresses, and the men shall dwell in it. And there shall be no more utter destruction, but Jerusalem shall be safely inhabited. Now let's jump to more environmentalism. Isaiah 24, 1. Behold, the Lord maketh the earth empty, and maketh it waste, and turneth it upside down. What? Yes. The earth, north and south pole, will reverse. My guess is that that's the way it used to be, and probably when that meteor struck, which caused the great flood, probably the earth turned upside down. And this is the Lord putting it right side up. And scattereth abroad the inhabitants thereof, and the land shall be utterly emptied and utterly spoiled. For the Lord hath spoken his word. The earth mourneth and fadeth away. The world languisheth and fadeth away. So all of this environmentalism where they're saying, oh, well, you know, it's getting hot or it's getting cold or, you know, the, the rivers are dirty. All of this is because the earth is like a garment just growing old. I mean, it's a long way from when Jesus was walking in the garden in the cool of the day and is a long way from when the Father put his power and his glory into the earth. The haughty people of the earth do languish. The earth also is defiled and the inhabitants thereof. So this is not caused because of too many people. I'm about to give you the cause. Because they have transgressed the laws, changed the ordinance, broken the everlasting covenant. In other words, the problems in the earth come because of sin. The wages of sin is death, and it's still true today. I encourage you to go to prophecyclub.com, get the five books, excellent deal. I also want to encourage you to come to the Sevenfold Miracle Crusades. I <laughs> I want to tell you what I believe the Lord told me. I, I, I I, I cannot, something real big, maybe that's the way it's said, I, 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 I'm, I, something real big, something real big is going to happen in this meeting, something real big. Well, just like the angel that spoke to Dana Coverstone, Passover 2021, something big is coming for the world, something big is coming for the world. I think something big is coming, and that's why we have our meeting on Passover 2021. What we do is we fast three days. Why? Because the purpose of that is to clean us spiritually. Fast three days, and then we break our fast at Passover. That evening, there's a very good possibility we could see the mighty move of God, tongues of fire setting on everybody in the room. We could see a mighty rushing wind, but it's not going to be like it was in the upper room, my brothers and sisters. It's going to be sevenfold, because the former rain and the latter rain shall be Again, in the first month, this is the first month when this meeting comes up. We're in the first month and something big is going to happen at this meeting. I, I, he's, he, I'll say that. He's told me that something big. Is in, I, I know I'm supposed to hold the meeting. I know he said the meeting would fill up. Uh, he also told me that he's going to speak to the hearts of the people that he wants to be there. And if you want to be a part of what God is doing in the last days, if you want to be in the great move of God, then you will be at that meeting. This is, don't, don't, I don't say this, don't let your flesh talk you out of coming. Listen to your heart right now, right now. Listen to your heart. Just say, Lord, should I go? Just say, Lord, in Jesus' name, should I go to this meeting? Don't listen to your head. 
Don't look at your finances. Don't listen to your husband and wife or your work or none of those flesh reasons for just one time. Do this. Lord, in the name of Jesus, should I go to the sevenfold miracle crusades and then listen to your heart. Listen to what's inside your chest. Listen to your heart and you will make the right decision. He's told me he will speak to the hearts of the people that he wants to be there. He will speak to their heart. SevenfoldMiracleCrusades.com 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 Here's the best deal we've ever offered at the Prophecy Club. Five How Pre-Trib One, Five Tribulation Secrets in Daniel, Five God's Warning to America, Five Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy, and Ten Miss the Mark, Forty Books, Gift of $100, ProphecyClub.com ProphecyClub.com When a nuclear device goes off, it produces an EMP electromagnetic pulse, and it fries every computer chip unless they're protected. The good news is EMPShield.com has devices a military testing facility says are 100% accurate to protect against EMP, solar flares, lightning, power surges backed by a 10-year warranty and a $25,000 insurance policy. And they come with simple installation instructions for home, vehicles, RV, and electric generators. You can have electricity in a blackout. EMPShield.com. Use the promo code PROPHECY for a $50 gift card. This helps Prophecy Club. That's EMPShield.com. Promo code PROPHECY for a $50 gift card. EMPShield.com. EMPShield.com. You can now watch 160 Prophecy Club recordings without interruption. Watch ProphecyClub.com. 